Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, February 8th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who's affectionately known as Coach. And we have an eight-game NBA slate to break down uh, for you here today. But there was a big game last night that we might want to talk about a little bit, Coach. There sure was, man. And and if I'm affectionately known as Coach, you're affectionately just known as Winner. Because, man, <laughs> you are getting it done. Congratulations and Shout out to all our Coach Talk family that was all in there rooting, sweating, you know, uh, talking about plays and guys. But Andrew tied for first in the Millie Maker on DraftKings, correct? Correct. And that was, yeah. And it was back to back weeks, which is incredible. The, the two games slate last week and the, the highest contest you could play, the 300K contest on DraftKings, he tied for first. That was the big 81 grand night. There wasn't as many ties there. There were multiple ties in this one, but hey, when you get first, man, that is phenomenal. So what what was your takedown um, money amount again? It was like 2,400 because That's, there were like yeah. 1,100 ties. Wow. Which, uh, it was a little bit surprising because the captain was Gronk. I, so, I can't believe that either. That's amazing. So Gronk I, got it done, man. That was fun. I mean, we talked yeah. on the podcast about Brady to Gronk, the postseason success, that chemistry, and it came through again. So, uh, yeah, Gronk did it, and it was fun to see him uh, just with those emphatic spikes. And uh, what an impressive performance by Tampa. What a run. Just Nobody phenomenal. saw that coming, you know, as far as a blowout like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I then, was uh, thinking about it afterwards. What could you have gotten in Vegas for Kansas City not scoring a touchdown? A lot. That was <laughs> tremendous. And it's to see those stats about how Mahomes had never lost by 10 points. I couldn't believe that either. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. It, it was a uh, it was fun and you know the whole thing was great. I just wish it would have been a little closer, but the bottom line is you won the top tournament on DraftKings two weeks in a row. Man, that should get our coach talk uh, folks uh, rumbling and, and getting excited. So it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. two weeks ago it was the FanDuel, remember? But but yeah, that oh, was a t- that was a. I knew I had yeah. one of them backwards. Yeah. But the bottom the... line is, it's a lot of money in its first place. And so, <laughs> yeah. congratulations, so, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. And of course, we're going to apply that GPP approach to NBA the rest of the season. So. Jump in with us. Uh, if you haven't tried us yet, we have a three-day pass available on the website. We just launched that last week. Uh, so give us a try, and we can uh, build some winners together in basketball. Let's do it. Let's smash this eight-gamer here and, and get some winners ready. All right. So tonight, we have five teams involved in a back-to-back out of the yeah. 16. We have some fast-paced teams, 10 of the top 12 Pace teams in the NBA will be playing tonight, so we'll have some points. It's going to take and big we, numbers to win it. Yep. We've got three game totals over 230 out of the eight. So we've got some some fun targets to look at. Let's start with the early game, as we always do. Houston and Charlotte, 7 o'clock tip tonight, Eastern. Uh, Three-point spread here, Houston favored, and yeah. it's a 223.5 total. So one of the lower, lower totals. Front end of a back-to-back for Houston and back-to-back for Charlotte. They had that big win over Washington yesterday by 22. The news here is we've got Devontae Graham still questionable with uh, the groin issue. So yeah. start us off here with game one. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice little game here. I think it's it's very interesting, and you've got some some uh, players on the rise DFS wise. You know the the uh, one concern with Houston right now, they're up to number two in defensive efficiency as a team, which really is surprising to me. I they're they're playing fantastic team defense because they don't have tremendous standout guys. Now Oladipo is he's he's high level elite defender, but you know, with Christian Wood being out, that hurts him a little bit because he was protecting the rim. But they're still playing fantastic defense. Charlotte's 18th, so middle of the pack. But you got to love the pace. Like you said, we're going to have a lot of pace up situations today. But Houston's fourth and Charlotte is 17th. So more of a pace up game for Charlotte and those guards. But as you said, I think the big news we need to know about Devontae Graham because, uh, you know, to me, if he sits... You've got to look at both Charlotte guys. Obviously, LaMelo Ball is the talk of the NBA somewhat right now, that the fact that he's getting those big minutes and just absolutely killing it. I mean, he is, I knew he was good, but not, you know, right away like this. I thought he'd have to play into it. And he's actually been controlling his turnovers too, which is unusual for a rookie. And especially as he throws those one-handed sling passes, you think he'd be turning it over a lot. But, you know, I, I think that we've got to get that news on Devontae, and it certainly brings the two guards, like I said, into play for Charlotte. Um, you know, I think you got to talk a little bit about Cody Zeller here, too. I know you like Cody, but he's played well. Um, you know, depending on the, the situation, the last game, uh, P.J. was back, and they were playing a smaller team, so the, the minutes were a little different, but he still did fine. And, you know, he's going against maybe Cousins, who, you know, he's like a, a tree stump out there defensively, even though he's been fine on offense. So Cody's in play as well. I, I like this game. And then um, from the Houston side, the question is, you know, do you go Wall or Oladipo if you want to go there? Because their usage has both gone up uh, with um, Mr. Wood being out. So I, I like this game. I think there's one or two guys here you want to go after and have some uh, some definitely exposure to this game and to get off the the night off to a good start. So what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the guys that you mentioned are the ones that I'm considering. I think in terms of the price tags, the the one I like the most is Cousins on FanDuel at six thousand. Uh, I just love his performance when he's a starter and wood continues to be out you know all the guards that you mentioned i think are all sort of fair price tags nothing jumping off the page lamello as is as expensive as he's ever been now around eight thousand. yeah and rogier you know i might be more likely to go there because he's just over six thousand but you know there's a lot of guys in that price range uh that i like a little bit later in the slate so this game, you know, might be cousins and and move on. Um, I, I do really like how Zeller has been playing, but I liked him a little better when he was four and five k instead of six k. Yeah. So uh, all this, the guys on Charlotte seem to have taken a pretty big jump up, right? Which yeah, but they're you know Lamelo. I'm a believer, man. I don't know. He's something. He really is. All right, game two. Wizards and Bulls, and this is our highest total on the slate, 237. Yeah. Bulls favored by two and a half. We have the number one and number three pace teams in the NBA. 
and they don't play defense. Wizards no. 29th, Bulls 21st. This is a back-to-back for the Wizards, uh, but it was that blowout loss against Charlotte, and Beal and Westbrook only played 28 minutes, and now we might have Westbrook playing yeah. on the second night of a back-to-back for the first time all season. We don't have that news yet here at lunchtime on Monday when we're recording this, but that'll be a real important piece here because if he sits, then you could have some value with Ish Smith or Raul Neto, and then Bradley Beal should be taking uh, a, you know, a bigger percentage of the shots. He's only 9000 on DraftKings. I love his price there. Yeah. FanDuel, they've got these guys priced up. 10800 for Beal and 9700 still for Westbrook. So it's crazy. I don't know if I'll do it over there, but I, I Beal is probably going to be locked in for me, especially if Westbrook is out. I mean, we, we love attacking these Bulls guards. So prime scenario here for those guys. Uh, with the Bulls, we have Laurie Markkinen, who's doubtful. And in his absence, we've seen some value pop up with Valentine, Patrick Williams, all of a sudden getting some stuff done. So if those guys are starting, you know, there's still a reasonable price. You could look there. But the guy I'm starting with here is Levine. Under 9,000 gets to attack that bad Wizards backcourt. Um, so I, I'm going to have a bunch of lineups here with Beal and Levine going uh, back at it. How about you? I, you know, this this is an unavoidable game. It is the best game on the slate. It's a perfect storm, a level kind of game. Like you said, the top th- two of the top three fastest-paced teams, so a bunch of extra possessions, terrible defense, and the matchups are just fantastic for multiple guys here. Uh, before I commit to all my guys, though, I really do need the Westbrook news. Now, I think, right now, I think he's in. I, from what the, it was coach speak too. It wasn't just rumblings is, you know, he played less minutes, he's healthier. And they actually said he may play in this back to back. I think that came right from the coach. So I think, yeah. So I think, I think he plays and I think this game is just, you know, you got to look at it. Now the pricing varies for all these guys on the the three sites. Yahoo's got a big difference in some of these pricing uh, as well. Even though they're, if you haven't been on Yahoo, their pricing starts at ten dollars up. Uh, it's fun though; it's it's a it's a good difference. Uh, look at it. But I here are the guys that I like, and it's going to sound like okay, you got everybody from this team. But I I very very much will will have half my lineup at least come out of this team. I mean, this game it's just too strong. I think you know, based on the price and the site, Westbrook's a great play. Beal's a phenomenal play. And I like some of the secondary guys uh, a little bit. Hashimura is starting to get into the the you know uh, run of things and, and get a little bit more uh, in sync with with what's going on there. And then on Chicago's side, you know I love Levine. He's just been absolutely awesome the last couple of weeks. Gotta love him against that, like you said, Beal defense. I don't think Kobe White's a bad play at all. He's had great hot streaks. You know, I rostered him this weekend. He had a really bad first half, and then he went uh, pretty crazy the second half. So I think if he puts that together in a high-paced game, and that dude is lightning, so I think he'll enjoy this, and his price is good. So I like Kobe a little bit as well. And then, uh, you know, I agree with you. With with the lack of bigs there, with, with some of the guys they have out, I think you have to give a quick glance to Porter and Young, 
both of them have had games where they've played really well. Thad Young, especially at his price. So, man, give me like four or five guys from this game, and you know I'll mix and match based on price. Uh, like I say, if Westbrook's ruled out, it shifts a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, Beal's the number one play instead of still, you know, third or fourth best for me. And, you know, it may bring a secondary guy uh, into play there as well. But I think you got to focus on this game. I think this is, uh, you know, you're going to have, if you don't have two, three, four guys exposure in this game, I think uh, you're not going to hit the optimal lineup. Yeah, excellent. I think you said Porter there. Oh, uh, is he who, out? Yeah, I think he should still be out. So okay. um, did you mean either Valentine or Williams? Out of Valentine, Patrick Williams, and Thaddeus Young, uh, well, just I'm, to clarify. I'm on, yeah, I'm on the Patrick Williams bandwagon big time. And I did mean to say Williams instead of Porter. Thank you. You you know my gaffes right off the bat. Um <laughs> Gafford? He just he's yeah no not Gafford just gaffs. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I'll tell you what I still can't believe this kid. I mean I mentioned it uh, this weekend too. I mean he he was the sixth man for Florida State last year off the bench, averaged nine points. This is in college basketball. He's starting for the Bulls, averaging almost twelve now and just playing terrific with confidence. They're going to him so. Um, you know, his price is still reasonable. You got to give him a look. And then Thad Young, like I said, his just he's played center, power forward, whatever they need him to do. And all he does is just grab DFS points left and right. So, yes, thank you for uh, catching that. And, and I think those guys are just as much in play as Levine and, and uh, Kobe White. OK, game three. This is the other eight o'clock tip. It's Toronto at Memphis. Lower total here, back to 223. Toronto favored by two. And the news here is on the Memphis side as Clark is out and Melton is out. So what are your thoughts on this one? I'm not crazy about this game. 222 is reasonable, but, you know, it is a, a tight spread at minus two. But you've got two of the top 11 defenses in the league. And, and getting better. Toronto's all the way up to 11 from mid-20s. Memphis is stuck in that top 10 for quite a while at 7th, and they get their defensive guy back, too, Joe Val, who's, you know, does a good job in the paint and, you know, really clogs things up. So I'm not crazy about that. But on the, you know, reverse side, it's that, you know, two things don't match here. you got two of the top 12 pace teams. So they do get up and down the floor. The question is, does the defense win out or the offense? But my concern here is Toronto's pricing. I mean, I love those guys. I love Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, but they're uber expensive, uh, in my opinion, for a game like this. So I just don't know if they make the cut. And I usually am a guy that will have a Raptor in there, but I, I just don't think they make the number. Now, I'm so damn confused with Boucher. I mean, he's in, he's out, he's playing a lot, he's playing a little, he gets six DFS points, and then he's 7X. I mean, I don't know if Nurse is, is what the deal is there, but I like I like Boucher. I think he could do very well in here, and his price has plummeted. I mean, remember, what was it, like three weeks ago, he was like eight grand or right. something stupid? Right. So, you know, it's risky, definitely a nice GPP play, but... I want to hear a little bit more, uh, you know, from the Toronto side to to see if he's 
in the rotations, you know, who knows? So we got to follow that. Memphis side, you know, there's always jaw. Uh, he's always a possibility, but I, I respect Lowry defense. And that, you know, that's just a little bit iffy. Uh, the rest, they just have so many role players that, you know, you don't really want to unless you have to put in a Brooks or Anderson or one of those guys. Um, not crazy about the Memphis side and probably not going to go the Toronto side unless I do a one-off. So this game is more of a pass game for me. Yeah, it's mostly a pass for me. I agree. The Toronto studs are a little bit expensive for this type of a game, especially on FanDuel. With the bigs, you know, I think it. I the way I look at it is that it, it really looks to be the matchup that Nurse is evaluating. So when they played the Nets, Baines kind of mirrored DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Boucher had big minutes against Atlanta that last came out and was terrific. But I think Baines will get more minutes here against Joval. The question is, does Joval start? His first game back last time, they brought him off the bench and he was terrific. Right. But we've got uh, that big mixture now with Joval and Tillman and, and Jang. But if Joval starts, then I think Baines is more attractive here than usual. I think he's a GPP option, especially on DraftKings where he's 3,900. But they, those those big minutes are hard to trust with Toronto. So uh, that's an unlikely play for me. One price tag I do like on Memphis is Dylan Brooks on FanDuel. He's only 4,700. Yeah. And if you just look at the game logs, you see, oh, the last game out was was a down game for him. But he shot four for 17 and 0 for 6 on three-pointers. Mm. So, you know, with that type of usage, I like him with some upside on FanDuel. But, um, you know, more of a grinded-out situation where I think the defenses are more likely to win out than the pace, like you were talking about. I so, agree, yeah. More, yeah, more likely to save my spots here and continue down the slate. Sounds good. All right, the next one up we have is Mem- or Minnesota at your Mavericks. Yes. An eight, 8.30 tip, 2.25.5 total. Dallas favored by 9.5, and, and that's the the fear here is, is this a blowout? Uh, Dallas got back on track with that big win against Golden State. What an exciting game there. And they've got Minnesota, who's 6-17. and 17, A lot of issues with personnel and performance. And tonight it'll be uh, D'Angelo Russell again questionable. Wancho's been questionable for a while. He's tries as he tries to get back on the court. And Cat is now labeled as doubtful, so he's nearing the return, but we're not expecting him tonight. So we'll have to wait and see about D'Angelo Russell. Um, but you know, with uh, with Cat still not uh, looking like he's going to play, Nas Reed is a guy that you have to look at at 6,000, right around there on both sides. He was terrific against OKC, 29 points, six rebounds, showing his potential. And mm-hmm. we've, we've talked all season about uh, the bigs against Dallas is an, is an area you can attack. So Reed is in play for me. You know, you've got, got to make that decision between he and Cousins uh, in that price range. On the Dallas side, uh, Luca was certainly terrific against Golden State. He's expensive. And I I like the matchup, but I'm just concerned about whether this one blows out. So uh, I'm hesitant to play him tonight. Uh, 
I think Porzingis is in play for me around 8,000. And then Kleba, here's the guy I want to talk to you some more about because I just generally don't play him. But lots of times, you know, historically, he's come off the bench. You're not quite sure about his minutes. But now if he's going to play over 30 minutes as a starter, really good price range, four and a half on DK, 4.2 on FanDuel. He's he's in the mix for me. I want to hear more about him. Uh, Do you think he's worth considering tonight? Absolutely. I, you know, he is a key component to that team. And, you know, I, I mentioned it multiple times when he was out that they really, really missed his uh, three and D efforts. Uh, he just changed the flow for that team. And, you know, the fact that he's back, I think he'll continue to get uh, 30 to 35 minutes uh, as a, a key component. But, you know, this, this is a game I'm going to avoid. And, and I'll tell you why I, this the the game that they the last game that they played. Um, Mark Cuban uh, met with the team prior to the game, and just gave them a big pep talk. I guess the big thing was about listen, you know, don't look at the record uh, because right now, as far as strength of schedule, the Mavericks have played the toughest of every all thirty teams in the league, and they had played a ton of games on the road, so. He just up, you know, tried to take the stress off him, saying, "Listen, we we're fine. We got a long ways to go." You know, got them pumped up. They came out. They had been beaten by over 30, uh, 48 hours before from the same team. Came out and beat them, and I and they're at home again. They had some fans at the last game. They, the first responders were there. There were like, uh, I think, two thousand fans. And now tonight's game. Uh, they're going to have season ticket holders and different people. So they're going to have like about 5,000 fans. And that makes a difference. Um, you know, they start feeling like they're really playing a home game and it's not as awkward, uh, you know, and that helps. I think they, they feel they have to have some momentum. This is a million times important game to win. They have, you can't lose. Minnesota's the worst team in the league. So they need to come in here. And I think they, I think they smash them. Um, and that's not as a Mavericks fan. This is just, you know, completely looking at the scenario. They've got momentum. They got everybody back. Uh, they've got their rotation figured out. And, you know, what makes Kleba one of the guys that's so important is Cauley Stein is not getting off the bench. Bobon's not. You know, they've really condensed it down to like eight or nine guys. Uh, Burke's not getting enough minutes. So you, you don't want to avoid him. You know, the, he has finally shortened his bench a little bit with Brunson and, and Hardaway and those guys all playing important minutes. And Kleba, um, Powell gets in, not consistent, though. You don't want to play him either. But it still gives you that base of five or six maps you can play. But in a game that's going to blow out, trust me, Carlisle is uber protective of his players. So if they're winning by 15, 20 points, he's going to rotate guys like crazy. You're going to see reduced minutes for high price Luca and Porzingis. And, you know, if you want to go anywhere with Matt, the Mavericks, I agree with you. I think Kleb is a decent play. Um, you could always, if you need a final fill in guy, go with Jay rich or Hardaway, you know, they, they have the potential of, of filling it up and they're getting decent minutes, but I'm not going to go there. Minnesota. I don't trust except for Nas Reed. So you read my mind on this game. Uh, I think Nas Reed is playing better. I think he's also trying to make a big impression in these last few games before the big cat is back so that he doesn't lose all his minutes. So I I have no problem going with Nas here. 
I think that he's played uh, and earned that. And again, Dallas does struggle with that interior defense. So for me, it's going to be probably not uh, Nas and then maybe uh, a Cleaver or, or one of the ancillary dudes for Dallas, but probably not. This is the game at nine and a half spread now that I think will get bigger. And I think they smack them. Okay, excellent. The other 8.30 tip is Golden State at San Antonio. These teams are going to have a rematch tomorrow in the same place, so keep that in mind. This yeah. is one of the 2.30 games in terms of total. It's 233.5, Spurs favored by 1.5. So on paper, it's a game that you potentially would want, would want to get a lot of exposure to. But will you tonight, Coach? You know, it the number the two thirty two and a half number is pretty it's pretty impressive. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'm starting to get worried about Golden State though. This long extended road trip and all these multiple games on the road, and so dependent on on Steph, it, it you start to get a little worried, especially with Pop's different defenses that he runs. And I think a lot of people are going to go to a lot of players in this game. You'll see a lot of probably Curry back again and Oubre and and on the San Antonio side I'm sure you'll see uh you know uh, several of their guys and I'm not going to stack this game I do want to have some exposure I think that uh either DeJounte Murray or DeRozan are both in play for me just because of the pace and you know the speed that they play with you know even though Golden State doesn't have any bigs you know, I, I guess you could consider Pirtle, but, you know, I don't know how much he plays because they're going to play smaller. And then that always concerns you of are they going to go small? And, you know, he uses guys like Patty Mills, Rudy Gay and all these guys so much in games like this that I'm just a little worried to to really count on a, a juicy eight game slate. And then all of a sudden you're counting on pop to to do the right thing for us DFS boys. And he doesn't like us. Let's face it. We know that. So, you know, I, I, I'm considering a guy or two here. I would like to have some exposure. Uh, Ubre, I, I'm not, I mean, he's still not shooting the ball well. His DFS points have gone way up, and he's sort of smoked Dallas a little bit there, but he's still shooting like 20% from three and just not, you know, the full deal there. So as much as I want to have a guy or two from this game because of the number and the pace, you know, defensively ninth and 16th is solid enough uh, to combat maybe the second 11th pace, but not enough to where I want to fade the game. So this is my this is the game I got to dig in on the most and make some final decisions. But I somebody's uh, sounds like somebody's chopping wood. I hear a noise. <laughs> I think it's the washing machine or the dryer. <laughs> oh, something's off off yeah. balance. Um so I, don't, I want to get your opinion here because I'm just not positive uh, of how I want to go here, but I do want to have exposure. What do you think? You can give me the the uh, as long as you're not on tilt like the washer, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's well, it's it is a little bit shaky for a two thirty three game like the washer, um, yeah. and I agree. It's you know if you look at Lonnie Walker and Lamarcus Aldridge being out, you think okay, well, it's some value with the Spurs. Right. And okay, yeah, big minutes for Pirtle. Great matchup because Wiseman and Looney are still out. But like you said, it's pop. You know, does Pirtle even start? Do they go small? 
does he start and then only play 16 minutes and they get guys like Trey Lyles in there? I mean, you just never know. Right. So, and he's in that same price range as Cousins and Reed. So I'm not going to go to Pirtle, even though it's a great matchup potentially on paper against, right. you know, Juan Toscano Anderson playing makeshift center. Or Draymond. Or Draymond. <laughs> uh, then you look at the rest of the Spurs. You know, Derek White, I do like because he's cheaper than DeJounte. And, and, you know, they started alongside each other last game. So that's the spur that I'm most likely to play. On the Golden State side, how, how about Steph and Draymond against Dallas? Man, I, it was mind-bending to watch those guys, man. Yeah. Tremendous. We just got to call Steph 57. That's what he Some dropped. of those shots he hit were just like unfair. He didn't look at the basket. I'm telling you, I don't, it's just amazing. He's phenomenal. A uh, little bit expensive here on this slate. Uh, Draymond, he smashed value with two points. That's the story of Draymond and DFS right there. I mean, he had 10 Incredible. stocks in that game. Yeah. And we uh, we had Steph and Draymond paired up in our GPP on FanDuel that cashed. Uh, so uh, that, you know, fond memories of that of that duo who could certainly get it done again here. But they, a little bit pricey for me. And Draymond has finally gotten back to Draymond pricing, 68 and 73. He was down in the 4K range on yeah. FanDuel. Like well, he won't shoot. He, dude won't he, shoot. Right. But <laughs> now he's, he's doing all the other stuff. He's sort of getting in shape and yeah. playing more like himself. So probably won't go to either of those guys. But, you know, Toscano Anderson, I think, is playable. Bazemore is playable because of the minutes he's getting. And then, of course, we do have to see if Pascal is active because he could cut into the minutes for all those guys. Yeah. All right, let's go to the 9 o'clock game. Cleveland at Phoenix. Lower total here. The lowest on the board, 214.5. Phoenix favored by 7.5. We have two of the bottom five pace teams in the NBA. So what we said at the top about fast pace does not apply to this game. And the Suns have really been strong defensively. They're fifth in the NBA. Cavaliers, decent. They're 13th. They were top 10. They're trending down there which gives us some hope for Phoenix. In terms of the injuries, we've got Larry Nance out. And then on the Phoenix side, Crowder is questionable after sitting the last game out. Now, everyone's heard me say here for a while that I don't really like using Paul, Booker, or Aiton when they're all playing. But I'm thinking about Chris Paul tonight or Booker. They're reasonable price tags. Uh, the Cavaliers' backcourt defense is not strong. Um, the 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 problem is that they really are GPP-ish to me because we've seen Paul have a couple spike games recently, getting as many as 60 fantasy points. Then last game it was Booker really handling it, getting over 10 assists, and Paul did almost nothing. So it's it's hard to predict. Uh, but but I do I am looking at those guards, and then on the Cleveland side, the price tag I like the most is Andre Drummond, 7200 on FanDuel. Uh, I think he can have a, a big rebound game here, botting up against Aiton. And he has been a little bit inconsistent with minutes, but he's had, I think, three of the last four with at least 30 minutes. Uh, so I think he's playable in that, in that price range. So I may, even though it's a low total game here, I may have one or two players come out of here. Interesting. 
I mean, this is going to be simple for me. As a cash player, I think you have to have rocks in your head to roster anybody from this game because all the reasons you said, uh, decent defense, terrible pace, inconsistent usage and minutes for all a lot of these guys, even Drummond and with Allen and all the sharing in Phoenix. And I just want zero exposure to this game, and I'm ready to go to the next one. Well, I like the next one, too. Perhaps you do as well. It's Milwaukee and Denver. Great matchup. In terms Can't wait of to watch that one. Teams. And 234 total to go along with it. Milwaukee favored by four. And the news here is big on the Denver side. Yeah. Harris and Dozier are out. And then Jamal Murray and Compazzo are both questionable. So break us down here. Break it down the, the 930 game. Well, I think it's I think it's a terrific game. I think it's a good DFS game too. My, you know, one of my second or third favorite games on this slate for sure after the the perfect storm Washington uh, Chicago game. But you know, I the Joker has been just absolutely out of his mind. I mean, he took. Do you see how many shots he took the last game? I didn't see, but I know he scored fifty. <laughs> I I think he took. 34 shots, if I'm not mistaken. Guy who and sometimes will take like six. That's what I mean. It's like there's. I think I remember last year there was a week where he maybe took that in the whole week. Right. So, you know, the fact that he was uh, the go-to guy, he's, I'll tell you what, if anybody's given LeBron a run for MVP, it's it's the Joker. So we do not, uh, we'll be interested to see how that that all plays out. But, you know, the I just I, I I don't want to spend up to that point where you have to buy the Joker, and I know, you know, I keep fading him because of that price, and he keeps smashing. But you know, it is Giannis, and he, you know, one of the Defensive Player of the Year candidates inside. You know, they do play good D. Uh, you know, I, it's just hard for me to 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 plug him in there now. You know, there may be a lineup. I consider that if Murray sits. I think Murray's going to play, though. That's just a hunch. I didn't read anything. I just think he will. But I just can't go there. Um, I do like the fact that uh, Morris would be a a nice plug-and-play if Murray does sit because Composo's hurt, too. And it's just he'll get all the minutes he can at point guard, I think, in in that situation. And, And the value he is, he'll be you know, super high, maybe the highest owned guy on the slate. If those guys sit, to be honest with you, that's how crazy DFS is. You just never know. But um, so you got to wait for that news. Cause he would definitely take a spot. If that's the case If Murray plays, then, then no way. But um, you know, uh, from the Denver side too, you, you got to start looking at Porter, uh, Michael Porter a little bit now too, that his minutes are increasing and he's starting to have uh, more of an impact. So you know, if Murray plays without a minutes restriction, you can look at him, Porter, and, and the Joker. Now, that's not telling anybody anything they didn't know, but, you know, you probably have to pick or choose one of those guys to, to plug in there. <clears throat> On the Milwaukee side, you know, Giannis has had some games where he's fell very flat, and then he's had other games where he's made value. But at the price he's at, it's odd because I don't, remember this season him smashing the slate and breaking the slate somewhat with 80 90 dfs points like he did as much last year so i don't know if that's because they have a new rotation with holiday running the show or i don't know but it's 
you know, it used to be so painful to fade, uh, you know, heart or uh, Giannis because you thought, man, I don't know if I can live with that. Those 75 points that you got to figure he's going to, you know, stack up. I think, you know, you can consider him if you're not going to play any on the Denver side and you think this game stays close. It is a four point game uh, spread, you know, and that 233 and a half is is super tempting. Um, you know, and Milwaukee plays fast. They they do. Denver will try to slow them down, but Milwaukee plays fast. So, you know, I, I want exposure here. I just don't want to spend uh, a fortune on this game because I, I think there's just too many other people that you have to consider. So I don't mind going to the second or third bananas on some of these teams like a Middleton. Holiday's played better, like I mentioned, Porter. I think you can look at some of these guys, Morris, if Murray sits, or if not Murray. I like a combination of a couple and definitely want exposure here, uh, but want to make sure we get the news and then see where it goes. But, you know, I'm just not willing personally to pay up, which I'm sure a lot of people will for Giannis or the Joker. Are you going to do that? I am actually interested in Giannis tonight. Uh, I haven't played him much this season. But this is a situation where I, I think it's worth considering, uh, especially on FanDuel. I think this game is one that you can get several guys and hope that it does stay close. Yeah. You know, that's the problem with Milwaukee is they play a lot of guys and they have a lot of games where they, they win comfortably. Just look at those last two games in Cleveland. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be involved in it when it's blowout no. city. But Denver can certainly give them a game, and I'd love to see this one stay close. Um you know, breaking it down one guy at a time, Middleton, I think, is a buy low candidate here. If you look at his game logs recently, you're not going to be excited at all. But if you look a little more closely, you'll see that, again, they haven't played close games and he hasn't gotten big minutes. The last couple of close games they played five or six games ago, he did terrific. Yeah. And now he's down at 75 and 7,200, where he's usually 8,000 or higher. So I like I like Middleton here. I like Giannis. Uh, because we know, you know, he, if, when he gets into the paint, it's going to be a little bit easier situation, uh, you know, getting around Jokic. And Drew Holiday would be the third guy who's uh, playable because uh, the guards for, for Denver aren't great defensively. Um, it's, it's hard to play all three of those guys. You know, it's, it's rare that you can consider a full game stack with Milwaukee because – uh, like you said, some nights it's Middleton, some nights it's Giannis, and Giannis has had a lot of down nights because of Holiday. But uh, I think this one has potential if if Denver can keep it close. Um, over on that side, uh, I agree. It's going to be Monte Morris night for sure yeah. if Murray's out. He is so cheap on FanDuel, 4,200. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen it repeatedly when he gets good minutes. Uh, and he, he was – produces. He was terrific against Sacramento. I also like Michael Porter Jr. on Fandle. He can 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 continue the game stack. Uh, only 5,200 now. He's been starting here, getting bigger minutes. Uh, so I, I like him. And Jokic is tough to fade, man. But it's it comes down to that position scarcity and availability at, at the yeah. center position. I'd rather not pay up there because we have multiple guys in the mid-tier that we like. So that's why it, it turns to Giannis as a payup guy for me because I, you know, I'm scared about the the blowout with Luca. So that's why Giannis is kind of rising to the top here for me, and and uh, I'll have uh, 
probably multiple guys from this game. The one other deep sleeper option here is if Murray and Composo are out, then we've got Monte Morris starting. And like the last game here with Sacramento, RJ Hampton got 28 minutes off the bench handling hmm. the ball. On I don't like him on FanDuel because he's 3,700 and, and Monte Morris is 42. But yeah. on DraftKings, Monte Morris is 51 and RJ Hampton's only 3,600. So there's a three, 3K guy that you could look at on DraftKings. You know, you know a cool point here. RJ Hampton's from this area. He played ball here. And when I was coaching the uh, Texas Legends, who were the G League team for the Mavs, their AAU team, which my son, one of our staff, Dawson Servati, was on, we played his AAU team. And Dawson actually tried to guard RJ Hampton. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So that was interesting. He did take a charge on him, you know, a chip off the old block, taking the charges. Beautiful. That dude was was terrific. He is really talented. He's young and raw still, but he's he's going to be a nice little player. I think eventually he'll get uh, some run, but I just wanted to throw that in there because uh, time flies by. It wasn't that long ago, but, man, hard to believe. That's a fun story. So Dawson is the the Marcus Smart of the household, just taking he, charges everywhere against NBA players. Exactly. It's just like me. You know, when, when you can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> at least then block somebody. You got to find, get in the way is get the way I look at it. So get that ball back. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Last game of the night. And hopefully we'll see the ball tipped up here and, and, um, and played with it's Oklahoma city and the Lakers, Oklahoma city. They only have eight players right now, uh, midday that look to be available. So yes. we're concerned about this game. If it'll play, if it does, it's a low total two sixteen. Lakers favored by 10. And the confirmed absences for OKC, we have uh, Maladon, Muscala, and Roby are out. And then on the Lakers side, Anthony Davis is doubtful. So we think he's actually going to sit this one out if it plays. So, man, a lot of moving parts here. Since we don't know if they're going to play, uh, if AD's out, then... Obviously, it's it's an exciting opportunity for the Lakers, but do they blow out OKC? I mean, we've said that before other nights, and then OKC find, finds a way to keep it close. Yeah, or win. So, or, <laughs> or even win. So we can't count them out. I mean, they are 10 and 12. They're battling. But, uh, you know, LeBron would be a, probably a low-owned GPP option at his high price tag tonight with AD out. Kuzma will be a great value play. A reasonable price on both both sites if he starts. Schroeder is more in play for me as a mid-tier option without AD. Harrell is a GPP option because I think off the bench, there's no one for OKC that's going to slow him down. I mean, you look at the guys who they may have coming off the bench, Kenrich Williams, Justin Jackson, Darius Miller. There's just nobody with any size that can slow him down. So he could really eat but a little bit expensive. And then on the OKC side, Shea should have the ball in his hands all night long uh, with only eight guys and Maladon out, you know, Diallo certainly in the mix, uh, but he's over 6,000 now. So Shea is in play for me at 8,000. If this game plays Um, not as interested in any of these value plays for OKC tonight against the number one defense in the NBA, the LA Lakers. 
I'm with you, man. It, you know, this is interesting. So hear me out on this game. It's the last one, and, and, and I've got a take here that may be confusing if, if you don't listen closely. <laughs> okay. Because I'm trying to go the game within the game, outthink the thinker. So here's my, my initial thoughts on this game. First of all, it's a standalone late game. So if the game gets canceled in that 30 minutes between the Milwaukee-Denver start and when that Oakland or Oakland, Oklahoma City, Los Angeles Lakers game, um, I, I just watched the uh, just win baby Al Davis 30 for 30. It's awesome. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's it's stuck in my head. But uh, so here's my thinking. Tons of people in the industry got smoked last week with the Denver Nuggets late cancellation because of COVID. And it cost a bunch of people. They had the joke or they had all kinds of guys in there. And so here's here's what I think now. Follow me here because I, I'm telling you, the sharps, the you know, the sharks, the guys that are out there, they're gonna look at this and say, okay, you know, people because they got burned are going to fade this game because they don't want to get burned again. So I'm gonna have exposure here. And I think that. I think that they're missing the boat. Number one, I think there's too much of a risk that it could cancel, and then you're dead because you take uh, zeros. And this game isn't that great to play anyway. And that's the point. It's not like if, if this was the Washington-Chicago game, the late, late game, then, yeah, I, I can understand you want to risk. But the Lakers could easily blow them out. Oklahoma City is ravaged. I mean, you got eight players, and, you know, that's not for sure that it's going to play. And the Lakers are the best defensive team. It's a double-digit spread. The fact that Davis isn't playing, yeah, he's great, but they have so many good fill-in guys. You know, so there's even if you try to outsmart the system, play a few guys in this game, then it may blow out and they don't get the run anyway. It's just no risk-reward there. And I'm trying to outthink the Sharps in – that whole thinking so take it one step further of no that you know this is one of those where you know if if it uh you know walks like a duck and quacks like a duck it's a duck you know what i'm saying and this is just one of those games that you've got the late potential one more guy for oklahoma city is out the game's over they're not going to play it because they'd be down to seven they're at eight right now and it could blow out i don't like the matchup and so i think it's very simple you just you attack this slate like it's a five-game slate, in my opinion, especially as a cash player. This game's off the board for me. Cleveland Phoenix is off the board. And you've got five nice games, specifically Washington, Chicago, and Milwaukee, Denver to stack, where you can come up with some serious optimal lineup. So I really like this card. I think that, you know, if you follow those parameters, uh, you can really come up with some big numbers. And I think it's going to take a big number because you're going to have a lot of DFS points scored. So, you know, ratchet up those 365, 385 numbers uh, for, uh, you know, cash in the big bucks. Yeah, great point. I mean, it just boils down to the risk reward and the reward might not be much of a reward, even if you take that risk. So uh, it's a fascinating situation for sure. And one of the reasons we love DFS and one of the reasons we'll be following the news all day today to get ready for the final lineups like we always do. Uh, so again, um, join us, you know, with football done now, it's going to be all basketball all the time. Uh, and that's our specialty. So, uh, uh, give us a look. If you want to try out that three day membership, go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, 
sign up and then we'll get you into a disc into our discord with an email and we give out the lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before tip of course we do the full FanDuel cash lineups and a gpp lineup for every slate and then on DraftKings, the coaches clipboard with highlighted core players and pivots to help you fill out your lineup and a full yahoo lineup every slate we can't forget that coach yahoo yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, we've got the new deal that we just rolled out with our our brothers there at betus.com.pa, who had an extremely busy day yesterday. But uh, yeah, if, uh, you can you you sign up at BetUS as a new member, make your first deposit of one ninety nine. You get to use that one ninety nine to bet on you know use the whole thing on BetUS for whatever you want to play. If it's uh, NBA and props, etc. Andrew's been giving out some great props in our Discord. Uh, then you get three months free uh, of Coach Talk. So you can't beat that. So you're playing your 199 on BetUS, three solid months with us with all the basketball, baseball starting, and, and golf that, uh, you know, we cashed again in golf three weeks in a row. We are smoking hot in the golf course. So join us there. Also, if you're watching this on, on uh, YouTube, this is the one big ask, and hopefully you didn't. Uh, you know, shut this off already because we've already done the games. But if you're listening, just take a second, please hit that thumbs up, subscribe and hit the little alert button up in the right hand corner so that you can know when our podcast post. So that is it, my friend. I am good. You want to close this out? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to join us again tomorrow. Actually, coach will be solo breaking down oh, that yeah. slate. I have a previous commitment. So uh, make sure to tune in. Oh, one for last that one. thing because I got like six responses. We didn't do the two brains are better than one lineup last week. We forgot. And everybody was like, where's the two brains lineup? So we can do that Wednesday if you're good with that. Sounds good. We'll plan All on right, it. All right, man. We'll do it. Okay. Excellent. Well, on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS coach talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.